0: Locked on Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks are leaving Las Vegas with a bad opening night loss. Uh, wait, hold on. They're not leaving? They gotta do this again tomorrow night in Vegas? What are you kidding me? Ugh. Are they at least going to let the kids play tomorrow night? Ugh. Okay, fine, whatever. I guess we're gonna talk about last night's game. On today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you guys watched last night's game and saw the technical difficulties, that might just be a microcosm of the entire season that is to come. So buckle up, folks. This could be a bumpy ride. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade Although, if you watch the third period, it felt more like an eternity. Before we talk about last night's game, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks, or follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. Don't forget to rate five stars, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Make sure to subscribe because there are shows every day now. Okay, let's talk about last night's game, shall we? Oof. The Ducks had a good 40 minutes. That's about it. That's really how this season could go, especially if they have to play the likes of Vegas and St. Louis and Colorado eight times each season. Oi! Last night's game did not go too well at the end. It even got to a really rocky start. Just to recap the game really quickly first period, right away, there was a very quick couple of goals. In the first couple minutes. First it was Jonathan Marcheseau. The Corsi king. He scored a minute in. Then Thomas Noshek scored two minutes in. Just like that. It was 2-0. That was fast wasn't it? But then just as fast. Max Comtois. He scored his first goal of the season. On a nice pass from Sam Steele. Steele was kind of behind the net. Comtois got kind of a garbage goal there. But it counts nonetheless. That made it 2-1 Vegas. Then, only four minutes after that, Ryan Getzloff was in Gretzky territory with a nice feed from behind the net to Max Comtois, who shot it in from the right side, and that made it a 2-2 tie. So, wait, 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 hold on. 12 minutes left in the first? Already four goals? What the heck is going on? Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It was nuttiness. It was a bit crazy at the start. Even, I'll admit, I didn't have this many goals in the first few minutes. I know I said take the under on the six goals. Yeah, based on those first two minutes, I went, oh boy, here we go. This could be a 6-5 to game. Yeah, no, that wasn't the case. Max Comtois had a nice pair of goals. I've talked praises about Max Comtois over the last year and a half. He's done very well in San Diego. He's played pretty well in Anaheim. I think he's proven himself. I know I said Max Comtois should be playing in the regular lineup. And last night's game proved exactly that. Max Comtois shouldn't be the kind of player that's going to be a scratch possibly. No, Comtois is going to play. And I'm going to say the same thing for Sonny Milano. Sonny Milano deserves to get some playing time. You've got to let the young guys play. So I'm going to say this on the podcast several times today. Let the kids play. Look at that kid line that the Ducks put out there last night. They were doing a damn good job. You had Sam Steele. He was very excellent. You had Max Comtois. Well, he was really good. And you had Troy Terry. Yeah, that kid line of Terry, Comtois, and Jones. You got to keep those guys together because they bring speed. They bring tenacity. They bring something that isn't typical in a Ducks lineup. Some passing and speed. Oh my god. You mean the Ducks are capable of this? Uh, Yeah, they are. They're really capable of this. We saw this two years ago with the San Diego goals, When you had two of those guys on the same line. And sometimes during the power play, those three guys would play together. Steele would be on the first power play. So would Max Comtois. So would Max Jones. So would Troy Terry. When they played with each other in that power play unit with the goals. They were almost unstoppable. That one season when San Diego went to the conference finals. We saw this there. We've seen this in San Diego. There's no reason to think it wouldn't work here in the National Hockey League. And it worked for those two goals. So Comtois currently leads the team in goals with two. Those are the only two goals scored for the Ducks the entire game. Because after that, I don't want to say it was all Vegas. I'll just get into the scoring really quickly and then we'll take our first intermission. So after the second period with no score, it was all Vegas in the third period. Just a minute in, Mark Stone got his first goal of the season on a pass from on assist from Alex Petrangelo and Chandler Stevenson. He had a really nice pass, kind of a saucer pass to Mark Stone. But halfway through the third period, Max Patch already gets his first goal of the season. And, oh, Mark Stone got an assist on that one. So his second point of the game, that made it 4-2 Vegas. Then he had an empty netter late in the game from Alex Tuck to make it a 5-2 final score. Uh, probably should have taken the over on that one. Yeah, over would have been nice on that one. So Vegas wins 5-2. Vegas begins the season 1-0. The Ducks begin the season 0 one Anaheim is currently tied for last place in the division with the Colorado Avalanche, who shockingly lost. Well, I shouldn't say shockingly, but St. Louis is going to be a good team. I think that was kind of an anomaly last night. I think Colorado will come back and be 1-1, leaving the Ducks without a point. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say for now. Ducks have no points after one game. It's 1-1 game calm down there are no expectations for this season I'm going to say this over and over again throughout the season there's no expectations for the Ducks this season they know they're in a tough division they got Vegas they got Colorado they got Minnesota who by the way won tonight in LA oh yeah you have St. Louis too you have four quality teams right there oh and you have Arizona who did get a point tonight All of those teams outside of California are better than the California teams. So am I saying the Ducks should really just tank? No. They got to play hard. At least play this season out and see where it goes. But I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting playoffs. I'll be realistic. They're playing with house money. Although usually the house wins in Vegas. Alright, we're going to head into the first intermission. But... I want to talk to you guys about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. They have all the lines for all the sports, including the NBA, the NFL, and they even have NHL lines. I mentioned that the Vegas Golden Knights were one and a half goal favorites. If you took Vegas on that one, you would have won a good amount. If you took the over, you would have won on that. So once again... BetOnline.ag is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And when you make your first deposit and you enter the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, BetOnline.ag is the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please gamble responsibly. And coming up after the intermission, we're going to have a little bit more about this game Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about last night's 5-2 to loss to the Vegas Golden Knights. Ducks fans, you should be used to this by now. The Ducks don't fare well against Vegas. In fact, Vegas has their number. Uh, just to go through a little bit of history here, must I go through this history? Yeah, I feel like I should a little bit. Uh, before last night's game, the Ducks were 2-10 and 10 against Vegas. 2-10. and 10. In 12 previous meetings, the Ducks won twice. Yeah, the first victory was February 19th, 2018. That was a win in Vegas, 2-0. And the last time the Ducks beat Vegas was at the Ponda. This was last season, just after Christmas. December 27th, 2019. A 4-3, eke it out victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. I remember talking about that game. That was a surprising result on that game, considering that Vegas... Beat Anaheim to start the season. Oh, by the way, the same score, five to two. So the Ducks average of uh, one victory per season against Vegas. So am I foreshadowing here? Am I saying the Ducks are gonna go one and seven or two and six against Vegas this season? Uh, yeah, probably. Just being honest, Vegas is that good. They've got some great players. Max Pacioretty is very good on this team. Pat- yeah. They're stacked. They are just completely stacked with talent. Oh, by the way, that's now 2 and 11 In 13 meetings, Vegas has won 11 times. So there's your brief history lesson between these two teams. Whether you wanted to hear it or not, I just have to acknowledge that there's a history here. And it's not good for Anaheim. And it's not going to look good for Anaheim in the coming future because Vegas is that good and Anaheim is still quote-unquote, retooling. So, 2-11. That's where they are. Uh, Let's go more in-depth on this game. Let's talk about, well, the goaltending. The goaltending wasn't bad for 40 minutes. Yeah, Gibson may have let in a softie at the first period, but I think the Ducks were still kind of waking up those first couple minutes. Uh, Defense really let them down early on. They were caught flat-footed. They came out flat. But there was a goal in the third period that was a little critical about John Gibson. Uh, But before that, second period, Gibby was getting peppered quite a bit. And there was a fantastic save that he made on... I want to say that was Patrick Reddy who shot that. But that was just a fantastic save. Great job by Gibson to snag it out of the air. Um, Yeah, as I put on Twitter... uh, Cover your kids' eyes. Kids, cover your eyes. Adults, this is not safe for work. Gibby is back. He's looking fine. Well, he looked fine for the first 40 minutes because the fourth goal he gave up, that one he absolutely wants back. Max already had a pretty good goal, but Gibby left that five-hole wide open to the point where it was a softball. That's one that Gibby's going to want back. And just two minutes later, Max Pacioretty tried the same exact thing on a breakaway and Gibby learned his lesson at least. So the five hole was closed that time. But to give up that softball to Pacioretty, he's just got to be careful with that. As far as just going more into detail, the kid line was really good. Uh, Felix Sicard on Twitter, he said that the steel line was glued to the bench of period. Yeah, they were benched in the first part of the third period. They got a few lines later on. In fact, I'm going to go more into detail on that line. The Steele-Comtois line. Sam Steele, towards the end of the game, he was not getting the kind of minutes that he is normal to get. First period, he had seven shifts. Second period, he had second shifts. Or eight shifts. He had a time on ice of about 11 minutes and three seconds. The first part of the third period, he didn't get in the game till about one and a half, and those were short shifts. There was a 36 second shift and a 21 second shift, and after that, he didn't see much playing time in that line until the second half of the period, where they had four late shifts. And those were all minute long shifts, but that was at that point of the game, the Ducks were already down, they were on their way to lose. And the Steel line happened to be out there. And they looked gassed at the end of that game. Uh, they were on they were on the ice when that empty netter was scored. Steel looked tired. They were out there for a long time. Those aren't quality minutes. Those are garbage minutes. If you want to show some something good from that kid line, put them in better situations. Put them at the start of the third period. I guarantee you they wouldn't have scored that quickly at the start of the third if that kid line was out there to start the period. So, what I'm going to say, once again, let the kids play. Let the kids play. Let them play. Get them out there more often. Get Sam Steele out there. Get Max Comtois out there. Get Lundestrom out there. Get Troy Terry out there. Maybe Sonny Milano. Get him to play, too. Get the young guys out there. What else could possibly go wrong, right? I mean, they already lost 5-2. to two. Try something different on the next game. That would be one way for the Ducks to possibly pull out a victory um, in the next game. We'll talk more about how the Ducks could possibly overcome Vegas this weekend, and we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're still talking about last night's game and how the Ducks could improve for Saturday's game. So I talked about some of the time on ice. For what it's worth, at least the elite 1C Derek Grant, he did well in the faceoff dot for what it's worth. He won 69% of his face offs, which is quite nice. As far as the rest of the team, they looked good once again for the first 40 minutes. When you look at the shots on goal, yes, the Ducks were outshot 29-22. to Although the Ducks did outshoot Vegas in the second period. But I want to look at the Corsi. The Ducks were leading in Corsi for most of the game, if you can believe that. Uh, the Corsi ended up being very even. Ducks were 44 42 in even strength Corsi. But overall, shot attempts the Ducks outshot the Vegas Golden Knights for the first two periods. Shot attempts were 37 to 27. Yeah, you heard that right. 37 27 at the end of two periods. In fact, here's another weird stat. Expected goals. It was even after two periods. Even. That's how close it was. Uh, looking at the overall shot attempts, Vegas jumped out ahead the first few minutes, but then after that, Anaheim just getting more shots and more shots and more shots. And honestly, Robin Leonard looked a little bit um, touch and go between that uh, first period towards the end and maybe the middle of the second period where the Ducks could have easily had a couple of goals go in there. That's how close it felt right away. I mean, did I expect a tie after 20 minutes? No. Did I expect a tie after 40 minutes? Heck No did not see that coming at all something that I did point out and I want to go over some of these stats the ducks did indeed control the puck in the offensive zone for most of the game against a very good Vegas team the amount of time the puck spent in the offensive zone was about three minutes more between in the first two periods yes the ducks actually had more puck possession in the first 40 minutes. So, what gives? Why didn't they take the lead? Well, shot selection could have been better. That's one thing. And that's one thing the Ducks can improve on to possibly beat Vegas on Saturday. Shot selection. There were a couple of moments where the Ducks had it in deep, but they just couldn't get a shot away. There was at least three cases where that happened, where they couldn't get a shot away, but they had a pretty decent net as far as... Was it that open? Maybe. So watch out for the shot selection. Maybe the Ducks should take even more shots and get even more opportunities. They know they can do it. So that's one aspect. Uh, Started the second period, the Ducks were peppering on shot attempts. Vegas kind of came back. But at the end of the second period, Anaheim was really pointed on at that point. It was shot after shot after shot for about five minutes. It felt like the Ducks were going to take the lead somewhere around the end of the second period. But when they didn't score, that's where everything kind of fell apart. And Vegas took over on shots, shot attempts, goals. Obviously, they just took over and remembered that they were the Vegas Golden Knights. uh, That those things happen. One other thing that the Ducks need to work on besides letting the kids play. Boy, I'm starting to sound like a broken record here, but let them play. Something else. Defense. Work on whichever pairing. Okay. I like the pairing of Kevin Shattenkirk in there with Hampus Lindholm. I like that a lot. Am I saying that those two should stay together the whole time? Um, I didn't say that. But Lindholm and Schatz looked really good. Uh, Did Fowler look good on defense today? Uh, um, hmm. Do you want me to be honest here? I don't think he looked all that great. Hockenpa uh, and, and Larson, they could have looked better on defense, just being honest here. As far as other... Okay. Jacob Larson, the jury is still out on him. I was never completely sold on him in San Diego. I'm still not sold on him now. I know plenty of Ducks fans feel the same way. Maybe we got to see someone else on defense here. Cam Fowler, I thought, had... An okay game. I thought Josh Manson had an okay game. I thought Hampus did pretty well. I thought Shots did pretty well. Only that first line of defense, I thought, did a pretty decent job. Everything after that, that's how I felt about it. The third line was good. Uh, The kid line that I mentioned. Even the fourth line was good. I liked Nick Delorier out there. I thought Delorier had maybe three or four very good shifts. So I, I liked his play. Getzloff, who accounted for one of those assists. I thought he used his big body to his advantage to box out opponents, get Getzloff the puck, and let him do his assist thing. So we'll see what happens on Saturday's game. Although, uh, based on last night's game, I don't know. Vegas just has their number. They always have. So let's see what happens on Saturday. Once again... The next game is going to be Saturday night against this same Vegas Golden Knights team because we are still in a pandemic, and this is what they're going to do. They're going to play in two game sets. The first game was a loss. The second game, we'll see what happens. Once again, that is taking place on Saturday night. Uh, something else that I want to mention, just a brief note as far as scheduling goes. There are a couple of exhibition AHL games between the San Diego Goals and the Ontario Rain. That will take place this weekend. They will play each other at Great Park Ice on Saturday, and they'll play each other at the Toyota Sports Center in El Segundo on Sunday. Those are a back-to-back, and I'll be sure to talk more about those exhibition games next week. In the meantime, I hope you all have a good weekend, and I hope you enjoy watching hockey. Just a reminder... You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate five stars, comment, subscribe if you have not already. And once again, a special shout out to those of you listening in Brazil. You guys helped to make this very podcast the number one hockey podcast in Brazil. Hey, you know what? I will take it. You guys in Brazil that are listening, you guys are awesome. There there are some hockey fans in Latin America. Oh, speaking of hockey fans in Latin America and all around the world, if you want to drop me an email, please do so at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. The mailbag will be coming back next week. So be on the lookout for that. We will definitely have a mailbag episode next week. So once again, drop me your email at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com or you can leave me a comment on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at L-O- underscore Ducks. So once again, thank you all for listening. It is greatly appreciated. For locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please Wear a mask. Be safe out there. Continue practicing social distancing. And please, be kind to one another because ducks fly together. Have a good weekend, everyone. That's communication.